Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Optimized Life Podcast. I'm Jess, and we are super excited about today's topic. It is a juicy topic, and I think it is well-timed. I know for me personally, I've been doing a lot of reflection around this topic, so I'm really excited to, to dive in with you, Amy. And what we are talking about today is what belief systems are holding you back from living your truth or living the life that you you know, really feel deep down inside you were meant to live. So um, I love how Tony Robbins says it. He says, our beliefs are like unquestioned commands telling us what's possible and what we can and can't do. They shape every action, every thought, and every feeling we experience, right? And that's really important there because feelings shape our actions. And when we learn how to upgrade that and shift those belief systems that that'll change the feelings in our body and therefore the actions that we're able to take. So, you know, doing this is, is can be really life-changing, right? It's, it's essential to making any real lasting change in our lives. And back to what that is, it's upgrading your belief systems, upgrading your models of living, if you will. And a lot of times they are embedded really deep within us, you know, from childhood, we oftentimes don't realize until some form of intervention or contemplative practice comes into play, right? They're carried over from our parents, their, um, their parents, um, a whole lineage of generational um, belief systems. Uh, they're carried over from society and, and they really shape our world and, and the world that we live in without us even realizing it. So I'm excited to dive into this and we are free to choose um, at any time to upgrade these belief systems and to live a different way. And, and, and when we do this, it will lead us to a more optimized, more fulfilled life. One that's more in alignment with our soul force, as I call it. You know, you can feel that in your body when something's not aligned. So Amy, I'm so excited to dive into this topic with you. That's a little bit of the background, but um, yeah, share a little bit about your belief systems and how you've navigated uh, this space so well. Mm, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting while you're just talking about belief systems and I'm really honest with myself, you know, how much my belief systems have transformed since I really started to step into a conscious sober lifestyle in 2014. And, you know, things that I literally thought that I would take to the grave with me, you know, and I probably even said things like that, um, especially in my younger 20s. And when I was really searching for my own identity, and had to push everything away. So I have done a ton of work in this area. And, and I, you know, what? I would say that I've been doing this work since I was a little kid. Um, what I know about belief systems is they can exist on many different planes as well, right? So um, sometimes I, I have a belief system or I'm holding myself back from something and I'll, um, I'll uh, check in with my pendulum or I'll muscle test to go like, what is this? Because it's sometimes not on my core beliefs. It's not something that I like with my prefrontal cortex engaged, the smarter parts of my brain that I'm like, oh, I can't have that. However, often what I find that it's, it's on my DNA, 
it's in my lineage. It's someone from my family that it's, it's there. It's on that belief system still. And it is what's holding me back. I mean, something as simple as like, am I lovable? You know, sometimes I will muscle test for that. And I, I get a no. And I choose to do that inner work to go, okay, what level is this, you know, on and how can I release it and let it go so that I can believe that I'm lovable. And, you know, listeners, how many of you all are out there that have maybe struggled with these, these, these really, you know, intimate internal beliefs about yourself? Right. This is we're not this conversation isn't just like what do we believe about what's going on in the world? Because it starts with me. It starts with you, listeners. It starts with you, Jess, right? It's like, how do I believe? What do I believe about myself? What do I believe is possible for myself? So when I think about what, you know, what Mr. Robbins over there said, it's like they do shape every action, every thought, and every feeling that we experience. And for me, especially from the trauma lens. The only reason I have goals is so I can feel some kind of way, right? Like I have a goal so that moment to moment I can shift my emotions. So it's all about feeling and optimizing those feelings. So often it's just like, am I willing to look at this and then literally download in myself a new belief system and then take the action right? To show my body that it's safe to believe that and then get really clear on it within myself and then start sharing it with people I trust. So this is a little system, right? So what systems are holding you back from living your truth? It starts internal. That's where it starts. And at any time we are free to choose differently. And, you know, often what happens when we feel that freedom of choosing differently is literally our bodies, our nervous systems will go into that fight, flight, or freeze response because we are literally like changing the DNA in our bodies and for all those generations that came before us as well. And, you know, just if we just keep it that simple, like I am lovable. Like, and if I have work every few months, that's okay. But I know, like I know that there was, there were women and are women in my family lineage that don't believe that that's true. And as the transitional character in my family, I will continue to do this work because I know I'm lovable and I want to change that for everyone else that comes after me. So these belief systems run deep. Wow. I would love for you to just go back. Um, everything you just said, I have a whole page of notes and I just love that framework that you just um, outlined. And I would love to just for you to share that one more time um, because it was so powerful. It was willing to look right and feel it in my body, take action to choose differently and share it with people you love um, and trust, right? Or maybe that you trust. Can you just outline that again? I think that was like such a key takeaway of like an actionable thing people can do right now to start shifting that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's that, it's that willingness to just check in with yourself and test it, right? Like, you know, do I believe this? And if you feel 
um, we can we can talk or maybe we can put in the show notes just a little bit about muscle testing or uh, video for that just so people know but just you know you can tune in I if I put my hand on my heart and I can feel my heart beating then that's usually a yes if I can't really find my heartbeat then that's usually a no like something's misaligned something's not there that I I, I don't believe it truly. And listen, if I don't believe it, I'm not going to make it happen. It's just so true. And, you know, around finances and receiving support, there's so many times where I didn't believe that I was worthy to receive that support. So, you know, consistently doing that inner belief work as well. And then literally downloading that belief into you that it is safe for you to do this that it is safe, that your body can start to get on board with this and you can feel that, yes, even if it's totally scary and your stomach is kind of in knots or doing like the roller coaster flips and the butterflies and you're like, oh, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's when that support from a mentor, from, uh, you know, just someone who's been down that path before, from a peer, from a really good friend, then, you know, Jess, you've, you've been that for me so many different times on this journey of like, okay, I'm ready to talk about it. And you start with someone close that you really trust so that you build that muscle, you build that belief system, you build that courage and that confidence, and then you're ready to share it outside of yourself and with the world. Because when we change our belief systems, people are going to be kind of in shock and look at the state of the world right now you know, around Black Lives Matter and racism and COVID-19 and this division of our country and, you know, an election year. It's all very much people are either showing their true colors and did you do the work first to know internally what you really believe or did you just follow everyone else and just get out there and start saying, oh, that's what I believe. Give me that sign and followed the, followed the herd as we say. And whatever it is, it's okay to really optimize, it's about getting clear within first. And Jess, I know you've done so many different forms of, um, of exploration, let's say, around your belief systems. And, you know, it's okay. Remember, as we say in every episode, you reserve the right to change your mind at any time, right? And get really clear on it first and then share it with everyone. Yeah, this topic couldn't be any more timely. I know I'm really feeling it and I've taken some time during this downtime to really reflect on it and um, shift where I think I'm choosing to shift where I know I want to show up differently. And it's really, and again, I just want to go back to what you said, you know, when you don't define this for yourself and what this, it really means for yourself, then you take on the definition of others, belief, other people's belief systems. And that's what we're seeing right now. And um, it is a very unsettling time. And I think that's why it's so important to talk about this. Right. And I love your framework. I, we will put that in the show notes. It was so good. And I'm going to do it today, um, implementing that framework. And I'm really excited. And I love how you shared listening to your heartbeat. I had never thought about that before. So much of my meditation, though, it's so interesting that you said that because so much of my meditation um, when I when I start with that first 10 minutes of just kind of settling my mind down, I do go and I start feeling the sensations of my heartbeat in my body. And that's something that I know when I can feel that, that um, 
I don't want to say, oh, I'm going to have a really good like meditation session, but it just means I'm so much more in tune with my body. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and so let's, let's dive into some of the common belief systems or models of reality that might be holding you back. Um, this should be a juicy topic. And I think what's interesting is, um, and we say this in the recovery world, you know, you're not terminally unique. <laughs> you know, and your patterns and your addictions and all these things. But the same is true for this. Like a lot of these belief systems that hold us back are, are pretty across the board for all of us. Right. And one of the biggest belief systems that inflicts, you know, human beings is am I enough? Right. So that's, that's one that I have really struggled with and, and that feeling of imposter syndrome. And I also loved what you shared about, am I lovable? Let's definitely dive into that as well. But starting off with this, am I enough? Am I enough to um, impact the change that I want to see in the world? Am I enough to um, really be able to, to lead a team of people um, and, and, and feel confident about helping them achieve success, right? Those are some of the things that come to mind. And we were just, we were talking before we, we recorded this podcast on one of the things that, that I've struggled with, and I'll tell you guys a little story. So, um, you know, when I was in Hawaii, I grew up in Hawaii and I was in the public school system there, which at the time was ranked one of the worst in the United States. And I wasn't prepared for the college um, that I got into. So I got into Carnegie Mellon University. It was a very big deal. And, um, but here I was coming um, to a very technical engineering school with like basic algebra, right? We didn't, we didn't really have AP classes. I wasn't in calculus, trig you know, all that sort of thing. I didn't have that background. And so I felt really um, ill-prepared when I got there. I was thrown into... Uh, you know, engineering calculus. I was thrown into all of these computer science classes. I had never done any programming. And, and that I really struggled with whether or not I was going to have, wh whether or not I was good enough and whether or not I was going to be able to grasp this and really be able to be successful in my studies in it. And what, you know, was I going to be able to be successful to finish, um, you know, a programming class, right? <laughs> and I always needed a tutor and I carried that belief system, even though I did fairly well there, I carried that belief system into my career. And I, and still to this day, I have to really check myself, right? Am I good enough to be teaching this topic? Am do I have the skill set to be successful as an entrepreneur? So um, not being prepared enough was a belief system that I'm, I work really hard on right now to decouple from because, um, you know, yeah, that has held me back in the past. Um, another belief system too is I'm not worthy of investing in myself. So we have done a lot of work around that. Amy and I, we invest heavily in coaching. We invest heavily in our health. We invest heavily in relationships and, and that sort of thing. And so that's something I had to shift though, right? Do we have the money for me to be able to do this? You know, um, whether it's self-care and feeling guilty about that or wanting to um, eat better, more expensive foods, right? That sort of thing. So that, that was a belief system that maybe you have, and maybe that's something um, you can work on shifting because you are worthy and you um, investing in yourself means you show up 
as that person that you want to be right to the world. Another belief system too is go to school and get a good job. Who's heard that, right? And I remember when I was decoupling from corporate America back in 2009 and people were horrified that I was going to leave my technology architect job. And uh, they're like, what are you going to do for health insurance and your retirement? And it was just like, people couldn't wrap their head around me saying, if I drive, if I have to sit in traffic one more hour to get to this job, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be here on this planet, right? That, that to me was that belief system had shifted in me where I knew it didn't matter. I needed to do something more fulfilling. So, and, and there is a lot of, um, I want to say belief systems that were handed down probably through my family around money. There's a lot of scarcity around money. That's another belief system that um, I've had to work really hard on, right? And so maybe that's something that, that holds you back, that scarcity mindset. And so, yeah, and then I'll just say one more and then I'll throw it over to you because I can't wait to hear your, what you've kind of worked through, right? Going after your dreams and becoming an entrepreneur is too risky. And that kind of plays into that get a good job, you know, go to school, get a good job. But, but man, you know, when you shift that belief system, it really allows you to show up and be that change maker that you know you were put on this earth to be. So that is a really good belief system if you have that desire, right? And if you don't, that's fine too. And not everybody has to, to do that, right? But um, for me, it was really important that um, every single day my work was connected to, to something that was really fueling my soul. And so, yeah, those are some of the things that that come to me. Um, so I'd love to hear what are some of the things that, that you've had to work through? Yeah. And listeners, you know, I want everyone to just, we can all be human together in this experience because the, the thing about what I know for me and my belief systems that they're often so, just like I said earlier, they're so unconscious. Like I'm like, why the heck can't I just do this or whatever? And it's, something that I'm not really conscious of because maybe I've taken lots of steps forward towards that. Right. So one of all of the things that you said, Jess, are totally in there and so much more, you know, money and happiness and starting my first business when I was in high school and my parents being like, what are you doing? This is crazy, scary. And all of those, um, all of the kind of fear and limit, belief systems that other people have literally, I mean, especially in, in my formative years and then in high school and college, those things got in my way all the time. I felt bad about going away to college because in my family system, most of the girls got pregnant really young and started having children. And um, I love my mom, Frances. And um, one time she told me, if I don't have kids, I'm going to disappoint my dad. And holy moly, did that have a tremendous impact on me. And even talking about it now, I developed a belief system that I was unlovable if I didn't have kids. And I was going to disappoint and hurt my father who is, you know, has been my secure attachment, like raised me, stepped up to the plate when my birth mom left, you know, and I developed this belief system around that. I developed belief systems around so many different things. Um, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to make it really like personal and just share my story. Like I'm a redheaded Mexican 
And like, I really, I developed a belief system that I was wrong. I remember like having freckles. I felt like, why isn't, why am I, why is my skin freckling? And my belief system again, there was like, I don't look like other people. So I'm, I'm bad or wrong. I mean, and these are all like in those formative zero through seven years. And that's what stays with us for so long. Um, I just wrote a post about this on Facebook today. I definitely developed a belief system that I was damaged or broken because I couldn't poop when I was little. Right. And these, these, what we think are just small things that happened to us as children, we, I, I'll speak for myself. I made them into so many different forms that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't going to have a, um, a, a healthy relationship that I wasn't going to, you know, really be able to, to do things that other people were able to do because I was fundamentally broken and I had that belief system that that was true. So, you know, um, then we talk about what, how, I, I think this is a really interesting thing to, to chat about. And so, you know, some of the other systems that I, belief systems that I really took on is that my dad, it, it, with all of his love and, you know, my grandparents and everyone, but there was often this belief system of that everyone else could have it, but I couldn't right? Like that there was something about our family system. And, and this is definitely part of just the Mexican culture that I was raised in. And, you know, my grandfather was a first generation from Mexico to come to the country. And, you know, it's, it, it was a different time. And even though he was a successful business owner and, you know, the stove repairman in our, in our neighborhood and all of those things, there was so much struggle. So one of my huge belief systems is that I have to struggle to be successful. And I really want to end on that one because that one is so deep on so many different levels and belief systems. And if that resonates with you listeners, like it's okay. And again, we have this opportunity to continuously shift it and I will shift it and then it'll come back in a different form. And as one of my coaches says, new level, new devil, right? So it's like, it comes back in a different form, but that's the, and that's because I've upgraded, I've upgraded to a new place. And then there it is again going, are you sure you want this, Amy? Are you really sure you want this? And I'm like, I do, which means again, that I have to go through that exercise, prepare my body to receive this new belief system, believe it in myself, and then ask for support from others to help me get to that place. So um, it's such a system and it's a never ending system. You know, I know people get frustrated, like, well, aren't I done with my work yet? And I'm like, yeah, if you want to be, you know, I choose to continuously optimize and that's just going to be, that's who I be. Someone the other day said I'm overly ambitious and I was like, okay. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> that doesn't offend me in any way. <laughs> so, thanks, Jess. So true. I love how your coach said new level, new devil, because yeah, every new level, every new belief system that we takes on that we take on um, requires a new level of us, right? And so that's really powerful. I love that saying. Um, it's, we, there's, we don't graduate. There's no gold star. Uh, I wish there was through all of this, but no, that's part of this human, this amazing, incredible human experience that we have the privilege of being a part of, right? 
sometimes I, I get really kind of like, um, not teary eyed, but I just, I sit in a lot of that feeling um, of like, wow, we get to live this life in this like magical planet earth. And anyways, that's off topic, but it gets me feeling that way. And that's a good place to be to, to shift belief systems. <laughs> and may I just say that just that's the feeling that helps the, the new system really engage in that visceral receptor level. Right. So when, when I, that process that we were talking about, when you shift into that magical place of openness and whew, like, yes, yes, yes. That's when the dopamine receptors are, are going to go off and it's going to feel good. And then you're, you know, really downloading that new belief system into you. And then you have a plan to take the action with that feeling tone. That's where it really shifts. And I mean, oh, I mean, it, I would not be here right now if I didn't hold on to those feelings because I've done a lot of hard shit in the last six plus years and lifetime and holding on to those, you know, just beautiful emotions are how we keep going. Yeah, totally. Um, so let's, let's just talk real briefly about what it looks like and feels like in your body when you're out of alignment with your belief systems. Cause I think that's important too, cause we're talking about so much of this is feeling into it. Right. And so when I think about this, you know, I think about, and I'll just say this again, when we're unclear of like what these look like or what our belief systems are for ourselves, we end up taking on the belief systems of other people, right? And then we find ourselves, at least I'm going to speak for myself now too, I find myself over committing and saying yes to things I don't want to do and then resenting people for it. That's when I know I'm not in alignment. When I start to do that, that's a check for me. Um, another way that it manifests for me personally is that feeling of unease, that feeling of um, fear and anger. And, you know, sometimes that manifests in some, you know, mood, <laughs> whether it's anxiety or depression. And so that's also something that I look out for, right? Just to make sure that I'm in alignment. And um, again, like, definitely feel into that for yourself and your body um, because it's what's holding you back from living your purpose, right? And being able to do your life's work, whatever that is. So you probably have some ideas about what that feels like uh, to be out of alignment. And you work a lot with your clients on this, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the biggest, you know, thing is um, it's so fun because some of my clients now that I've been working with, with, you know, for nine to 18 months, we'll just, they don't even lead with their thought. They lead with the feeling in their body. <laughs> They're just like, okay, I feel this. And the thought associated with it is this, because, you know, the truth is, is that we've, I've spent so much of my time ignoring the sensations that were happening in my body that were telling me that I was out of alignment. You know, so how many times do you feel nauseous and keep going. Now there's, there's a difference between nauseous because it's the first time you've done something and it's totally in alignment and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so scary. And, blah, blah, blah. and then that like ugh, guttural feeling of this is not where I'm headed and this is unsafe. It's that classic thing of, you know, walking down the alley and, and having that feeling and then something unsafe happening when you go down that alley. It's like we, we, 
as a culture, as a community, we've taken Advil, we've taken so many just over the counter medicines, like, you know, go walk into a Walgreens or a, a pharmacy of any sorts. And it's just like, there's freaking something for everything. And the, all of those things that, that are prescribed over the counter are all your feelings or all your intuition. And when you're taking this thing to make it stop and not listening to what it's telling you, then you're never gonna know. I mean, it's just that plain and simple, right? So one of the things that I learned quickly in my yoga practice, I started practicing yoga, you know, so long ago was, you know, never take those kind of things before a class because that's your body telling you to stop, to go, to really listen to what's happening in your body. And if you have sore muscles, I mean, I'll tell you one thing, like my muscles usually aren't sore. I mean, I exercise a lot, but when I have a little something like locked up behind my shoulder blade, it's an emotion. It just is. And if I tune into it, I'm like, oh gosh, I feel like no one's got my back right now. That's what's happening, right? Or I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. So since we're saying quick about this, just know that the body is always talking to you and it's your choice to listen or to be like, oh, my allergies, right? And then taking all this stuff. And like, if my lymphatic system is draining for some reason, I'm usually getting rid of some old stuff that is no longer serving me. Good stuff. Yeah, I love the way you're able to articulate that. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. It really helps me and I know it definitely will help our listeners. So, um, so let's just talk a little bit about, you know, what this new way of life is revealing to us, right? This, this COVID correction, as you like to say. Um, and I will say, you know, there, there's two, two Americas happening and really two worlds happening right now, right? If you are lucky and privileged enough to be able to um, have this time to, to reflect and contemplate and, and, you know, really do some um, soul searching on your belief systems and how you want to show up, then, then we are considered one half of the world, right? <laughs> or maybe not even one half, but there's definitely two different um, realities happening here. And then there's this other reality of job loss and loss and financial loss. And am I going to be able to feel feed my children. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because I know I'm reflecting a lot on that, right? And if I have the privilege, like I do, to be able to take this time, um, you know, how, how am I going to use this introspection, if you will, to show up differently and create the change that I want to see in the world? And um, that just gave me goosebumps talking about it, right? Talk about listening to feelings in your body um, because, you know, we do have uh, and I do, I almost want to, I, I think there's a biblical, <laughs> I'm not religious at all, but I think there's a biblical phrase that says like, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I really feel that way. I feel like I've been given so much. And so, yeah, just kind of really reflecting on how, how I want to show up for the racial injustices that we're seeing, how I want to show up for the environmental injustices that we're seeing, um, how I want to how I want to incorporate that into my work um, and into the foundation that I want to create to impact change. So it's for me, like it's bringing up a lot of, of things of how I want to be different going forward, which I think is a really, it's been really cool. So has that happened for you too, Amy? Yes. You know, on so many levels. And just this morning, one of my friends posted on Instagram, uh, a, uh, quote card that says normalizing changing your opinion 
when presented with new information. And I just love that. And in my words, I would say naturalize it, right? Because nothing's normal. <laughs> but changing your opinion when presented with new information. And I know that, again, I have been presented with so much new information and I have the beautiful opportunity to get not only everything that comes in towards me and my interception, I also get to interact deeply with family systems and support people at this level. And during this time, there's just been so much coming at the family, the person I'm supporting and the whole family system. And, you know, like, what are we going to do? Ignore that? No, like we have been having really deep conversations about how people feel about racism, how people feel about what is anti-racism? What books can I recommend? What, how can we, you know, the, the children that are saying things like, I don't know, like, I never even thought about this. They're just black. And the, and then really like explaining to the kids what's happened before, because the kids never even thought about that. They just, didn't, you know, so many different levels of, are you willing to listen? Am I willing to listen? And, you know, as a practitioner who spends most of my day listening, yes. Yes. And I will, I will continue to leave it open to presenting other ideas and then going inward to see like, I don't, sometimes I don't know and it takes me weeks to process it to really figure out like, what is my belief about this? And that's okay too. Um, so many people have had to take a break to go internal. And again, in this very masculine world where we are divided and, you know, my political belief systems are, um, are, are not in alignment with a lot of the things that happen in our country right now. I mean, fortunately I live in California and all of these things. However, I just get really confused because I'm just like, I don't, that I can't even open my mind to understand at all. And then I can, right? Like, can I just open my mind to understand and then go, okay, interesting. That's been my thing that I say, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And then tune into my body I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not staying silent. And it's all okay. And again, you know, the more information that's presented, I can continue to really embrace my belief system and continue to go forward from there. And I, you know, I want to really mirror what you said, Jess, and that I feel so incredibly fortunate that I have done so much of this work my, in my lifetime, and especially in the last six years, that I am the practitioner that can hold space from a very regulated way in my body, that people are coming closer because they feel that. And that's what this podcast today is about. It's like, if you want to feel that different regulated way, and you want to be that space holder in your family system, at your work, you know, with your children, wherever you go at the grocery store, you know, it's so possible. And that's what optimizing is. And it starts with you. I love what you said about, am I willing to listen? I think that is one and, and to everything, to other people, right. To our bodies, um, to everything right now. And, and am I willing to listen with the notion that I might be changed by what I hear? Right. 
And again, I just got goosebumps around that because it's so true um, right now. It's like with us, against us, uh, you know, for uh, just so much black and white. And at the end of the day, we're all having this human experience, right? And am I willing to listen into that? So I really appreciate you saying that. Um, and that leads us into our, our last um, section here about what it looks like to optimize your belief systems and really upgrade your models of reality. And you, you already said like the main thing is to, to find ways to regulate your body right? To, to sh and you've taught me a lot of this and you've taught me how to articulate it because I've done a lot of these practices over the years, but what does it mean to actually do it? It means that when I show up for other people, when I show up in this world, when I show up for my clients that, um, like you said, I have that, that ability to hold space and listen. And um, so let's jump into some of those ways that that people, besides the awesome framework that you just laid out for us at the beginning of this podcast, which I can't wait to, to put in our show notes. Um, so you guys can really take that and implement it today. There's some other things you can do. And I think the root of um, changing your belief systems is addressing trauma, right? I think that's one of the biggest things in order to be able to shift that. And there's many ways you can do that. This is what, what you do, Amy, with your clients, and you just have such a gift um, so if you, you guys are looking for a practitioner to work with, I mean, you, Amy is amazing at helping people work through that and shift that. So trauma, working with, um, with the trauma informed <laughs> coach to help you do that is, is one thing you can do. Some other things you can do, and, and these are kind of fun to jump into is, is plant medicine. And we talked about this, um, I think we kind of bring it up in almost every podcast episode because we both have had some really transformative experiences with it. Um, so what does that look like? It looks like ayahuasca or psilocybin, um, some of these plant compounds that have been used for thousands of years to help um, shift people's neuroplasticity and help recreate those pathways in our brain to be able to think and live differently, right? Um, so if, if you haven't listened to that episode, we will put it in the show notes, but that, that's a really good episode where we dive into all the different plant medicine variations. And I will say my very first ayahuasca um, experience, it was on day two um, of the ceremony. I sit for a three-day ceremony each time I do it. And day two, uh, I just remember you know, being very deep in the medicine and in that ceremony and, and really thinking to myself, like my whole belief system, my whole, like everything had been like wiped clean. It was like a clean slate. I really had to think hard about like who I was, where I lived, who, you know, who I was married to. And that was such a powerful thing to just be able to, to kind of wash that lens clean. Um, so that, that's something you might want to look into. Of course, you know, you don't stay in that state, but it does give you, um, you know, just that, that clean slate going forward. That's so powerful. So I don't know if you want to share anything on your experience in ceremony and, and how, how this plays into, uh, you know, changing those models of reality for you. Oh, goodness. I mean, you know, so many different ceremonies that, um, <laughs> just it's the it allowed me to go into places where it's like I knew that I was afraid in my consciousness to admit that that was what was happening so I was able to go into a place where I felt safer to actually explore this thing that I was like well I know about that and why am I so afraid to look at it in the light of day in my consciousness and it supported me to bring it forward and then 
you know, play with it when I was conscious and integrate it. So, you know, everything that I, I talk about and what I know was missing from the treatment models that I was treated with in um, when I was choosing to get sober, there was no fucking integration. There was like, oh, go do this. And this is maybe a whole nother episode because I can get super passionate about this. It's making it a way of life. And you know, my practices as a practitioner are really supporting people to be their own healers and make it a way of life. So plant medicine has opened up and continue, will continue to as I go on these different journeys to just really go into those places that scare me and be in a circle with love and all the things and a shaman and all of the, the, way, the proper ways to really get into those things and then to integrate. And integration is something that's just missing so much in our world, right? It's like we have all of these aha moments and I am having an aha life since I really chose to step into this level of consciousness. And it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in midlife right now at 45 and I feel in so many ways, like I'm 22 and, you know, just so ready to go. And this is all, all of these things that I do to optimize my life, my gut health, my, you know, my pelvic floor, all grounding yoga, all of these things are just so important and so possible no matter what, where you are on your life span cycle. Awesome. And what do you do to reprogram your subconscious? Do you follow any of the methodologies for affirmations or those sort of things? I would love to hear your take on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do follow them and, and unless I, unless I feel it, it's just not going to be real for me. So I can say like, I, like, I love um, Jen Sincero and all of her books. And like, I am, you know, I'm a badass at making money. I'm a badass at making money. I'm going to, you know, dot, dot, dot. And unless I really feel it and believe it, then it's not, I'm not going to have the receptors to receive it. So if it starts with the mantra, awesome. And I'm like, Amy, you got to drop this into your body and your real life. And you know, I mean, going and doing those things that when I first started my business and took it from a one-on-one -on -one practice to an online business, I went out every day to go feel what it was going to feel like to have these things, to have clients from all over the world so that I would be ready to receive them when, when that actually happened. Um, you know, I'd go to the beach houses and to the treatment centers right on the beach and I would go do a tour of the treatment center to be like this, I could have places like this someday or, you know, to really get in not just the visual, visualization of it and the mantra of it, but to go actually experience it. You know, something I gave to one of my clients not too long ago is like, she wants a new car and I'm like, go test drive cars. Right. So it's those things of like actually going, even though it feels like you're breaking the law because it helps that belief system go, yeah, maybe I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt and I'm still going to go test drive a car because I'm going to have that and I'm going to work towards that. So good. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love taking that a step further and, and actually going to experience that. Yeah, I can see where that would really be helpful. And over the years, I've, I've cycled in and out of these sorts of affirmations. And I was just thinking um, this past week that I'm going to start being consistent with some of these and um, just see how they feel in my body. And maybe, yeah, and, and take it a step further, take those actions to, 
to feel into it more. And then some of the other things that, and we talk about this on a lot of the episodes, but you know, finding ways to regulate your body and what that looks like for me is, you know, a deep meditation practice that is, you know, about 30 minutes in the morning. And, the, and that again, isn't set in stone, right? It, I meditate and then I, I'll do a loving kindness prayer. And then I kind of sit in some of those visualizations and so it's really, it, it differs based on how I'm feeling, but doing that first thing in the morning before I touch technology or before I lean into the chaos of, you know, people inserting their agendas into my life, right? So that's one thing I do to really set myself up for um, just being able to show up fully um, without reacting. <laughs> so regulating your body. Um, we also talk, uh, at least I talk a lot about sensory deprivation. That's a great way to like, just calm the messaging that's happening um, that I know you have the statistic around that, like, is it 4,000 messages, 8,000? There's so many messages being thrown at us every day. And if there's a way, which shifts our belief systems, right? The, the messaging will shift our belief systems if we let it. So it's important to make sure we have a way to, to clear that out. And, and sensory deprivation or floating has is, is been a tr transformative way for me um, to do that. And, and Amy, you brought this up before too, optimizing your body, right? Optimizing your digestive tract, optimizing the neurotransmitter signaling across your body, optimizing your flight or fight stress response. So there, there's ways to do that um, holistically. And really that just setting your body up and giving it the nutrients it needs to be able to fire on all cylinders is huge when it comes to being able to stay in alignment with your own belief systems, right? Getting outside, getting that morning UV light, getting that serotonin pumping in your body um, naturally, right? That's literally like an antidepressant. Go outside in the morning, put your feet on the earth and just soak in that UV light. That's what it's there for. <laughs> Um, it, well, part of what it's there for, right? But, it, you know, we totally miss that in our world, right? We don't even leave our houses that often anymore. We're in front of a computer all day long. So make sure you know, that, that you take some time out to just reconnect with the sun and the earth. And um, anything else you want to add there? I know we, our morning routines are pretty similar in that way. And, and, and you can define whatever works for you, right? This isn't our methodology. Amy and I have different ones, but similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is all about just, you know, sharing data with everyone and, and really holding the space for you to create something and then, you know, telling us what it's like. And then, you know, you can always change it again. It's all, these are all the belief systems, you know, that it has to be that one way forever is just, it's honestly, it's a response to trauma. You know, the body gets stuck in that, like, this is the way it's going to be forever. And, um, you know, just because we're, we're on the, as we're recording this, y'all, we're on the eve of the solstice and the, um, the eclipse and the new moon. And it's just so powerful, the energy that's way up there. And, and we get to, again, go in and, and contemplate things. And what do we, what do we have intended for this next cycle of, you know, the summertime and what's going to happen next. And the thing is, is that the world is very uncertain. The world is very uncertain. And so how can you, how can I, how can you listeners create certainty within you? And it's so powerful. And, oh, I get like very emotional talking about this because you're allowed to. And optimizing your relationships, the people you relate to, you know, the thing I say is all things you ingest matter. 
So, you know, I'll add to the, how do you optimize this? How do you regulate yourself? The people, the things that you're listening to, they really affect how you show up and what you believe. And it's okay right now to put a pause on some relationships. It's okay to put a pause on some content, you know, like I have not watched any on this whole quarantine. I barely watched Netflix at all or Hulu because I just don't want anything else coming in. I need me and my, you know, everything that I show up for, for people. And I need to be a clear vessel because that's what my commitment to my clients and as a practitioner, and it's really important to me. So, um, those are really good ways to stay regulated. You know where your two feet are. This has been such an amazing uh, just chat. So thank you for, for all of your wisdom and everything that you bring to this podcast, Amy. And we just want to thank you, our listeners. And we want to invite you to come closer. We have a private um, community and we would love to, um, we would love to invite you to be a part of that. So we will put that community in the show notes. We, we're going to be talking about everything from regulating to optimizing to all sorts of fun things in there. And we would just really love, love to have you as part of that. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in and um, wishing you guys all just a really amazing day. Bye now.